Hello and welcome to the Planting Hope Ireland podcast. This is part three of our study on the mighty God in Christ. We're taking a look at the Godhead. And um, if you are for some reason listening to part three, I recommend you go back and listen to part one and two if you've not already. Now, if you have listened to those, uh, then you're pretty involved in this study. You're, you're wanting to hear what I am teaching and have to say. So I'm, uh, I appreciate that. So we're going to be looking here um, into the New Testament on our subject now. And um, there's so, so many scriptures. Let me, let me say a few things here, and we're going to start reading some New Testament scriptures. But let me just say, God never changes. Malachi 3 and 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Uh, he did not change. When I talk about this God of the Old Testament, as we know him, God the Father, the Jehovah God, Jehovah. He's got many titles, if you will. There's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, and all those different titles, the I Am. And, and, um, and all of that, and as we move into the New Testament dispensation, um, God did not change in any way. He did not change his nature. He did not change his substance or his essence in the New Testament. Um, when he manifested himself in flesh, which he did, 1 Timothy 3.16 tells us God was manifest in the flesh. God did not, in doing this, he did not in any way indicate that there existed a plurality of persons. And remember, the, when you uh, look at the Trinity doctrine, it states that there is one God, but then it says that he exists, or they exist, in three co-equal, co-eternal, co-substantial, or co-essential persons, something like that, depending where you're reading it. Uh, and they say it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But yet, there are three distinct persons sharing one essence. Now, this three-in-one stuff is mighty confusing. And, uh, and it is. It is. It's because it is a resting of the Scripture. Um, the Bible, if you follow the Scriptures and you have faith in the Bible... Um, in the word of God, then you will see that there is, and it teaches there's only one God. And you're going you're gonna to see that as we move into the New Testament, and we'll have the birth of Jesus Christ and his life, what we know of it, and his death in the, in the early church that, that started on the day of Pentecost afterward. And they still emphatically declare there is only one God, but then in the New Testament, what we do is we don't just know his titles, him by titles anymore. We know his name. He, the name was given. Looking back at John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And we've went over some of those scriptures, but I, I just wanted to read that again. Um, again, I mean, just note that it says all things were made by him. And it's talking about Jesus. And Jesus, he did not pre-exist in a flesh and blood body. He was born of Mary, the Virgin Mary. He was born. He, he was a baby. He grew up. There was no flesh and blood existence prior to the birth. Um, but yet it says by him all things were created. He was the God that was in him, the spirit that as I read in the end of part two there, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. That spirit of God that filled that man, Jesus. Um, he had it without measure. Let me go on here. Second Corinthians 5 and 19, it says, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. God was in Christ. First Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. And again, the flesh is not God, but God was manifest in flesh. Colossians explains that very well. He says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's what you see and what you can't see. He's the image. If you want to see God, you're going to look in the face of Jesus Christ because you cannot see a spirit. Anyway, I interrupted my reading. God was manifest in the flesh. He's justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Very important here. Jesus' words himself, I'm going to read now. In John 8 and 24, Jesus said, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. It's important we understand who God is. It's very important. John 8 and 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. That was a powerful statement. Powerful statement. And they, those that were the unbelieving that were around him and heard that hated him for it. They said it was blasphemous and uh, because they understood what he was implying, except that he was the truth. He was the Messiah. He was the Savior. He was the God manifest in flesh. He was the Lamb of God. When you're talking about Jesus, he is God incarnate, he is the lamb of God. He is the savior of the world. He is the sacrifice for the sin of the world. So many things, it's God made himself a body and he came and dwelt and he offered that body on the cross. He gave himself. Uh, you could read, um, there's more scriptures. Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34 and that is where they asked him. They were, the scribes asked him, what's the greatest commandment or the first commandment of all? And Jesus said, the first of all commandments is, hear, O Israel, 
The Lord our God is one Lord. I think many people disregard that whenever they think of Christianity anymore. So many are are ignorant of the Bible. They do very little reading or study of the scripture and they just say it's about love, love, love. Well, God is love, that's for sure. And I appreciate and so thankful he loved us. He loves every soul. He's no respecter of persons. That's beautiful. But he said, as the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Ponder that for a little while. And then it went on saying, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul, all thy mind, all thy strength. And this is the first commandment. And the second was love thy neighbor as thyself. So you can read that in Mark chapter 12. Ephesians 4 and 5 tells us there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism. doesn't say it's just whatever we choose or there's different ones or anything like that. I can take any one of these verses I'm reading and just really expound on them, but I, I, I'm not doing that. I'm just throwing out some scriptures for you to ponder. Um, but I will talk about this one a little bit, these. In John 14, 6 through 11, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. He says, no man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus was saying this. And he says, if you had known me, you'd know my father. Because from henceforth, you know him and you've seen him. And Philip, he, Philip, the disciple, he doesn't understand. He says, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father and it suffices us. It'll satisfy us. It'll be enough. Just show us the father. Show us the father. How easy it is to just read right past that and never pick it up. He didn't say, show us who the Savior is. He was looking at Jesus. He's standing there looking at Jesus in person, face to face. And Jesus replies to him and says, Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. You see, you notice that? The Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Jesus is telling Philip, you're asking me to show you the Father. Philip, don't you understand you're looking at him? You're looking at the Father. You remember what it said back in Isaiah? Isaiah 9 and 6. Remember what it said. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You've been with me, Philip, this long, and you haven't noticed? You don't understand that when you're looking at me, you're looking in the face of the Father? 
He's the everlasting Father, the mighty God, Jesus Christ. That's why he said in another place, I and my Father are one. We're one. You're looking at the face of the Father. The Father dwelleth in me. He didn't say I'm, I'm the number two. How can he be number two? How can he be number two? He's the Savior. He's the mighty God. He said that all the glory and all the power belong to him. We may look at some of them verses, and yet he's supposed to be the second person. How can he be co-eternal when he has all power and all glory, or not co-eternal, excuse me, but co-equal, and have, have all the power and the glory, and, and the Father doesn't have it, the Holy Spirit doesn't have it, he has it, but yet somehow they're co-equal. Well, that's the reason it doesn't make sense is because it's not true. There's one God. There is one God. Amen. First Corinthians chapter eight, verses four through six, Paul was teaching about the sacrifices that are that are offered to idols and so forth. And but he mentions in there, as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God but one. For though there be that are called gods, which in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, that's with a little g and a little l, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. How can he say that? Well, he says it because they're one and the same. There's one God, and his name is Jesus Another point to ponder is the words of Jesus in Matthew 23 and 9. He said, And call no man your father upon the earth, for, there, for one is your father which is in heaven. Somebody ought to take note of that. Don't call any man your father on the earth. Now, he's not talking about your natural uh, father, who, like your mom and your dad, your father and your mother. But don't call any other man your father. You've got one father. We all have one father, and his name is Jesus. 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. There you have it. Very plainly, a lot of things I've been teaching. There's one God. There's one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Not God the Son, there is no such as God the Son. He is the Son of God. He is the body, the vessel, the lamb to be offered, the fleshly temple that he kept and without sin, a sinless vessel that was offered in our place, the sacrifice for sin. His blood was shed on the cross as a sacrifice for our sin. He's the mediator between God and men, our high priest. You can go into the book of Hebrews. He's our high priest. He's both the, the sacrifice and the high priest. He's the priest and the sacrifice, all in one. One mediator between God and men, the man. Don't make the flesh God. I've got many more scriptures, and I, I, I can't get through them all. We get even deeper in the in the in the the scriptures but in Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 the apostle Paul writing to the church at Philippi said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God 
thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. God made himself a body and he understood that by walking, inhabiting that fleshly temple, we know God is holy and glorious and mighty Amen. But it did not take any of the way. It was no, it did not rob his deity. It did not take anything away from him being the almighty God to inhabit that body that he made, that being in the likeness of men. And it says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Remember, why does it refer to Jesus? And then you got God the Father and Jesus Christ is the Lord because you can't make the flesh God. That was the Son, the Son of God. He was born man. He was man, human. And his, he was, that, that body was resurrected from that uh, tomb on the third day. He's the firstborn from the dead. And we too are going to have a body like his. Amen. So beautiful things here. So much, so much you can say here. But um, uh, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you're complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. James 2, 19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Um. There's just so many scriptures. Revelation 4 and 2. And immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one set on the throne. There's not three thrones in heaven. There's only one. And who's on it? Jesus. Revelation 1, 8. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. The Almighty, Jesus Christ said, he is the Almighty the almighty God. He's not a part. He's not a third of the Godhead. He is God. He is the almighty God. You can't have three almighties. It's impossible. There's only one almighty God. Amen. Revelation 118. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Notice that. Why why did I read that one? What's that? He didn't say anything about one God. It does. It does. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. I have the keys of hell and death. It's all in him. It's all in him. So there's so many, so many scriptures. Amen. Did say this. And that's why, I mean, there's so many things. Like what I said earlier when Abraham, when he said, Before Abraham was, I am. They they took up stones to throw at him uh, because he told them that Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it, but you're you're rejecting me. 
how, 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 how did Abraham see your day? How did Abraham, but you're not even, you're not even 50 years old. Well, before Abraham was, I am. I was already in existence. Not in a flesh and blood body, but because he is God. He is God. Amen, amen. Here are a few points that we can just make mention of. Is that one is God is a spirit. I keep telling you and mentioning that don't make the flesh God. God is a a spirit. He never ceased. Remember, he changed, I changed none. He never stopped being a spirit. He still is. That's why God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. When we have church services and we begin to worship God and we seek God, we feel his presence, the presence of God. We're not feeling the presence of well, the Holy Spirit's there and sometimes the presence of Jesus is there and sometimes the presence of the Father is there. No, 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 it, it, there's one God. There's only one Spirit. The scriptures say that. There's one Lord, one faith. There's one baptism. There's one God. And before that, prior to that, it, it said there's one body. There's one Spirit. Um, Ephesians 4, I believe it is. But God is a Spirit. And you have to understand that. That spirit moved upon the Virgin Mary and caused her to conceive. So she had a, a son. So God, the invisible God, inhabited and dwelt in the man, Jesus. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Colossians 1, 15 through 19. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every, every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and they're in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Understand God is a spirit. He's a, yeah, he's other things. God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12, 29 says that God is love. 1 John 4 and 8. God is light. 1 John 1 and 5. But he's these things through the spirit. That flesh, that son of God, that fleshly temple of Jesus only lived, they say, I don't know. I never researched it, but some say 30 three and a half years or something like that, years old before when he was crucified. That, that It was only a short span of time that fleshly uh, man walked this earth. He was born, he lived 30 or so years, he died on the cross, that was it. But, he, he, but God has never ceased being God. God inhabited that vessel, inhabited that body, just for that period of time. Remember what John said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
Colossians 2, 8 through 10 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So I've read many of these over and over, but it, it takes that sometimes to get us in uh, get it in our minds and we start getting our mind wrapped around this and it's a revelation we need to pray about it we need to ask God to help us to get us to help us and the spirit of God will agree with his word fully completely and entirely Jesus Christ is the son of God and the son of man simultaneously Jesus, he wasn't a new God. He wasn't another God. He wasn't a second person of the Godhead. He is Jehovah God of the Old Testament manifested in the person of Jesus Christ. I can read the scriptures again. God was manifested in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16. There's no change or variation exists in God because of this manifestation we have to believe that he is the I am, that he is, that Jesus is that mighty God. And notice this, we haven't even hardly said anything about the Holy Spirit, the third person, supposedly. That's because that there isn't a third person. It's just the Spirit of God. This, when the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost and is still being poured out in people today, they are receiving the, uh, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is coming into that vessel. A little bit of the Spirit of God is just coming in. It's the same Spirit that was in Jesus. There's only one Spirit. Howbeit in Him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead. In us, we have it in a measure. He had it without measure. The Holy Ghost is the earnest of our inheritance. It's a little bit of what we got coming. And uh, so, again, email your questions to me, plantinghopeireland at gmail.com, and we'll try to answer them. I know probably in the future many will have questions concerning this. And we have read a lot of scriptures, but there's still so many more. And I know these gender questions. There's a lot of other, uh, I know there's many scriptures that I never read that will gender questions. And that's good. That's, you know, we need to look and understand what the scripture uh, means and what, what is trying to be implied. And also the question may arise, well, where did the Trinity come from? And in another episode, we we will address that. But I will you can search it for yourself and you will find that the Trinity doctrine did not form till well after, several centuries after the birth of the New Testament church. It developed later. Uh, you will find that they, they were, the early church was monotheistic. They believed in one God. As we've read many of the disciples, the apostles uh, words stating that it was only later that they began to form 
the Trinitarian doctrine several centuries later. And uh, there's some reasons for that. And we'll get into that later. I don't want to open that right now. Otherwise, this episode is going to get really, really long. So God bless you in your studies. Again, I do realize that these episodes, are I'm just scratching the surface on the oneness of God. And um, you'll have many questions and there's many other verses. I'm just throwing things out there uh, for you to chew on, to ponder. And uh, yes, the, the actual lengthy, in-depth study will take much, much more time than I'm putting on these podcasts. But um, I hope it'll get you started anyway. God bless you. Have a good day. And may God richly bless you as you search out his word. He'll reveal himself to you as you do it.